Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. Next up, it's time for My Way Ohm with Robin. Let's bring Robin on to reintroduce herself, her show, and her guest, and what's up for today. Welcome back, Robin. Hi, Nicole. Great to be here. How are you today? Doing good. Good, good. So I'm about to bring my guest, Ginger, on to talk today. Let's get you to reintroduce yourself in the show, and and then uh, the floor is yours. Sure. Sounds good. My name is Robin. This is the show My Way Own, and um, I am a mind-body connection consultant and coach, and I work a lot with nervous system regulation from a spiritual perspective in terms of understanding a regulated nervous system is about sustaining your fullest expression in life. So um, we talk a little bit about that through healing and ascension on the show, and we'll definitely be making some connections to that work um, with my guest, Ginger, today. So I'm very happy to be here, and um, it's always great to hear your voice, Nicole. This is on the line. Uh, the floor is yours. Have a great show. Thank you. Ginger, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you. Great to hear your voice and great to have you today. Thanks for being here. It is my delight and honor to be on your show and to be with you and your listeners today. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. So I'm so happy to have you. Um, You are an author and a success coach, and I feel like we have so much to talk about today, including introducing your new book, which we'll get to very soon. Um, But, you know, I was thinking about today how to structure the show and how to talk about or have this conversation in the theme of what many of the shows (laughs) that I I do are about, which is really overall wellness and well-being, but but the journey of going through so many pivotal moments and getting to what that means for us and how we've kind of gotten to the other side and overcome um, experiences, whether it's illness or disease or um, things that we've been through in our life. And so I really felt today that um, we would be really having a discussion about how pivotal moments shape our life's purpose. And I wanted to talk first or ask you a few questions first about you calling yourself a success coach. I thought that was so interesting. And I want to know what does success mean to you? Why do you use that word and, and how does that word resonate for you? Well, success to me means just living your best life. So whatever that is for you, whatever your idea of your life and your um, what that best life is for you. So that may be very different from what it is for me. But um, I actually had the title of success coach for a while. For three years, I worked for the Employer Resource Network and went around to different employers and helped employees with um, resources and advocacy And then just in life in general, what is success is just being happy. So, and that may be, you know, being happy for one person may be very different than being happy for another person and being healthy. But that to me is success, is being happy and living a life that that you love to live. That's your best life for you. If you were to go to, like, the 25-year-old Ginger, what, what would that version of you be thinking success means? 
how would life have looked in terms of, you know, chasing success, so to speak, or, you know, how, what would that have been like? Wow, 25. Well, um, it was uh, before I was married the first time, and it was, I'd gone through a very pivotal moment in my life when I was 17. My, my dad took his life, and um, that was a very mm-hmm. difficult um, time for all of us. And uh, my mom and dad used to argue a lot. They were never physical with each other, you know, physically uh, harmful with each other. But um, it was just hard for me. I was the middle kid, and um, my coaching probably started then. I felt like I was a mediator. And But in that, um, the wake of that, I they had had a big argument, and I told my dad I didn't respect him anymore. And um, I don't know how long after that it was. It could have been a few months, um, a year, but my dad took his life. And so mm. I thought to myself, you know, I – oh, my God, you know, I caused my dad to, you know, to take his life, so I don't deserve respect. And and I can't speak my voice because I spoke my voice and, and my dad died. And and I don't deserve a worthy life because I caused my dad to not even have one at all. And probably the biggest one was men are going to love me like my dad loved me and, and we were really close, and then they're going to leave me and it's going to hurt like that. So you can imagine the kind of life that I created for myself, having those belief systems. I don't deserve respect. I can't speak my voice. I'm not worthy. And men are going to love me and leave me. And that is exactly what I created. So um, I did end up getting married by the time I was 30, and I had my first daughter at 31. And then, um, you know, about five years later, we were going through a really difficult time in our marriage. And a lot of that had to do with those belief systems that I had that I didn't feel like I could speak my voice in that relationship and, and that I re- deserved respect. So I created that. And um, after a while of just, you know, having those kinds of difficulties, I ended up um, having an ulcer. And my mom said to me, you know, honey, you need to go to a psychologist because if you don't, you're going to have a nervous breakdown. And so I went to a psychologist and on my first visit gave me, he said to me, you need to read the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. So mm-hmm. I got that book and um, I started reading it and, you know, Louise had a very challenging journey herself of cervical cancer and she was told she would die if she didn't um, have surgery. And she said, well, I'm not going to die and I'm not going to have surgery. I'm going to get rid of this myself. And so she did. In six months, they tested her, and she uh, was completely free of the cancer, and she wrote that book about how she did it. And in that book, I learned, you know, I looked up ulcer, and it said ulcer is, because she had a chapter in her book on different illnesses, different parts of the body, and what the mental or emotional cause of that illness or um, part of the body might mean. And so ulcer is, you know, stomach, stomach is digestion, what can't you digest was the question that she asked. And I couldn't digest that I was, you know, always wanted to be married and have children, and it looked like I was going to be the single mother of a four-year-old, and um, and that was just really unnerving to me. And so, therefore, um, I manifested the ulcer. And with Louise's help and her book, she she talks about affirmations 
like, you know, just for, uh, for that particular ailment, I, I can easily digest my experiences in life. I love and approve of myself. I am peaceful. I am calm. And in the beginning, those just seemed like empty words. They were hard to say to myself. And she was saying in her book, you know, look at yourself in the eyes and the mirror and say those to yourself. And boy, was that a hard thing to do. But um, over time, you know, I just kept repeating them and and doing the work of uh, wanting to let go of those beliefs and heal myself of that. And um, within a month of, you know, reading the book, um, applying her affirmations, her visualizations, and doing a lot of the letting go work, the, all the symptoms that I had of the ulcer were gone. So it was an amazing epiphany to me that, first of all, with our thoughts and our words and our, um, you know, the beliefs that we're holding, we are creating our life's experiences and the illnesses that we have in our life. They, it can be a very big part of what's going on with um, what's manifesting in our body and in our relationships. So um, I highly recommend that book. And that was the start of my journey into creating what ended up being the book that we're talking about later today. That's beautiful. It's it's um you 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 sing the story with such eloquence and grace. And I know from my own personal experience how unbelievably hard it is to be that self aware and consistent in in the belief that you know if if you could if you could get yourself into a belief system or a situation that you could you could switch the belief system and get yourself out of the situation. And you know I had a similar. I think I got a you know, hit on the head with a frying pan moment um, that through that moment too with a medical diagnosis where I just thought, no, I'm not going to do it the way the doctor says, not because I didn't respect them, but because I was, I knew that I knew how I had gotten there and it was, I knew that it was my beliefs and circumstances that got me to this illness or dis-ease as I like to call it and that I needed to bring more ease into my life and in that recalibration, the disease would heal, and it did. But it took a very similar process to what you described and that I've heard many people heal here, uh, many people say in terms of how they heal and what their healing journey has been like. And I think that, you know, if you've had a pivotal moment of, of losing your father, certainly that's pivotal. It seems more like the root is the belief system that you had to shift and, and through that, you could understand. It's, it's almost like it's not about your father at all, right, or that moment so much as it's what that moment triggered inside of you in terms of how you live your life or the lens that you see life through. And in the healing and the rewinding and reconstructing of all of that and the new belief systems, there's so much more forgiveness, compassion, and love that comes online. And I just wonder, can you say a little bit about how you've seen that reflected back to you as you moved through the decades, you know, into this this role that you play, um, you know, work-wise, but also how you live your life now? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes it really takes some, you know, the universe kind of like gives us whispers. You know, I think it always whispers first, uh, the guidance that we need to move forward with our life and to live a really blessed life, which is what I absolutely feel that I live now. But it is a process. Like you said, it's, it may not be, you may have epiphanies. Um, they can come in a moment. Um, but there is a lifelong process of being able to be our best self and, and choose that and know that we have a choice. 
And so um, one of those experiences uh, happened when I really knew that I needed to let go of those belief systems and that whole experience with the psychologist and with Louise Hay started that journey. Um, but sort of fast forward to when I was um, 50 and I uh, was working with the college and sharing with them these keys that I've, we've written in our book. My husband and I wrote the book about these keys to create your best life. Um, and I was really being triggered in my, you know, interactions in the first uh, couple workshops that I was doing because I was holding still onto belief systems that didn't serve me. And so the universe gave me this really amazing sort of two by four. And I don't know if you've had that. You've probably, I think probably most of our listeners have had the two by four, or even if we're not listening to the two by four, we get the six by six, right? So, um, <laughs> and so it was a, a four month period of time when I, my car uh, was hit by another car just sitting on the street. And then like three weeks later, my daughter was driving it. It got hit again. And I took it into the dealership to get it fixed. And, they left the keys in the car and it got stolen off the lot and it had not, it didn't have enough gas or oil in it. So the engine got blown. And so then when I was trying to get them to replace the car, um, they were giving me a really hard time. And I realized in this conversation with the uh, controller, he said to me, you know, I'm not even going to look for another car for you until you give me the insurance money for the car that we fixed. And I was like, I, I never even took possession of that car. You guys, you know, it got stolen off your lot because you left the keys in it. And now the engine is blown. And, and he said, I don't even want to have this conversation with you. I'd rather be golfing. And I'm like, hmm. oh, my God, I cannot believe this guy just said that. That would be something my ex-husband would say. And it, and right then and there, it was one of those pivotal moments when I was, and I thought, this has to do with the unhealing that I have done, the, the not healing that I have done about those belief systems that I'm still carrying that went back to my childhood that reflected in my first marriage that ended in divorce. And it really is about me doing this work now. So I worked really hard during those four months to um, let go of the thought that I didn't deserve respect and that I could speak my voice. I had to go on TV um, to, you know, tell the story. I went to the attorney general's office. Finally, they decided, okay, we're going to give you another car, you know, wait just a couple of weeks and we'll, we'll put new tires on it and blah, blah, blah. And um, while I was waiting, I'm driving my girlfriend's car because I didn't have another one. And I got hit by a truck in her car. And oh. what the universe was trying to say to me was you're, your life is worth more than a car. You are worthy. And it was something that during that four-month period of time with my car getting hit, getting hit, getting blown up, getting right, all those experiences and all of what the universe is trying to give me as a gift that I can let go of these thoughts and that they don't serve me and that they're not true. They're not true. That um, my, I, I, there were three car accidents in front of my house at the same time that I was going through all of that, and I would run out of the house. I would dial 911 because I would hear this big crash, dial 911, and I would run over to the person in the car, and I would say, it's okay, it's okay, help us on the way. Your life is worth more than a car, right? And that was really what the universe was trying to say to me, that my life is worth more than a car. So when I got hit by that truck, 
a friend of mine was driving behind me. We were going to go to the movies together, and we were looking for a parking spot. And um, and I, I got out of the car, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I crashed Ruth's car. I'm like, crashed my Ruth's car, and I'm sobbing, right? And he goes, are you kidding me? Your life is worth more than a car, right? So that whole worthiness issue was the bottom root of what I needed to heal to have a blessed life, to know that I am worthy, to know that I am loved and I am lovable. And we all are. We all are. And whatever belief system it is that any one of us is holding, that's anything but that we are loved and we are lovable and we are so beloved is not the truth of us. We are that love and we get to see that and awaken to that and then live the love that we are. And it starts with loving ourselves. So true. And I wonder, um, because sometimes, well, let me know if you feel this way or differently, but sometimes I feel like those opportunities to show that or to behave or act in a I am worthy way or I am not worthy way, you can revert back to the old patterning or not. I still feel like the universe gives you those opportunities to remind yourself of that or to practice that, right? You still might have a situation with the car, for example, and you just handle it in a way that it doesn't ruffle your feathers or get your day down or that you have enough embodiment and, and a belief and faith in yourself that you just get it fixed and move on and you don't need the analogy and you and you kind of like bless and thank the experience or opportunity to um, address it in the manner of the new belief system or the healed belief system. And sometimes like I kind of am dancing through life in that a little bit too of like, oh, I'm still in these interesting situations, but my perspective is more healed and more formed and more shaped so that I can be loving toward myself first situation in how I move through it and get to the other side of whatever the obstacle is without, you know, my whole um, world being thrown off or, you know, that, that swell of shame and frustration and overwhelm that comes over us when we are coming from a, a place or a belief of, of, not, you know, lack or not worthy enough or less than. Yes, absolutely. And I've come to believe that there's nothing random. There's just, you know, these wonderful opportunities. And certainly it doesn't always feel like that or often feel like that at the time, that it's a gift or an opportunity that has come to you because it may be very traumatic. But it's, I, you know, that's where trust comes in because over time, you can look back, you know, that hindsight is twenty twenty, right? And you can 100%. track where, oh, my God, you know, that happened, but out of that, this happened. And out of that, I, you know, I changed my belief system. And out of that, I grew. And I'm happier with myself. And I'm calmer. And I'm, you know, more loving to me and to others. And so you get to see that there really is a gift and an opportunity in everything that happens. We just may have to sort of play it out and go through it and see what it is. But if you start with that um, idea and with that belief system that there's a gift in this and I'm going to find it, right? <laughs> um, I, you know, it's, I look for the gift. I look for the gift. And, and probably the most recent one was I, um, I was writing the book. So I had gone through, you know, the skill shops. I was working with the leadership team. And then I started doing my own skill shops at home and sharing these keys that um, that I had come to know, the affirmations and visualization, you know, picturing what you want in your life and trusting and all the different keys. 
And I really wanted to write a book about um, that for people to give them hope so that, you know, it became clear to me that like my life's purpose is to help people um, to who might feel so hopeless that they might want to take their life to not feel that hope hopeless to mm-hmm. have hope and to know that we have a choice as to how to think and how to speak and how to feel our feelings come from the thoughts that we're thinking and then those actions follow and so it's the thoughts that we can change that will then you know um, mirror back to us in our life's experiences so here I start writing this book and it was going to be a chapter book. And so over a two-year period of time, I wrote like 172 pages. And and I was getting towards the end of that. And it was just, I was getting feedback from people. And and it um, and they really liked the book. It was just that it, with all the feedback and all the changes and everything, it just was becoming overwhelming. And so I ended up falling. I had a really bad fall. And I um, broke my wrist. And because I was out of work, I was able to go to an Author Advantage live conference with the self-publishing school, which, by the way, if you're looking to write a book, is an amazing company that helps people um, write books. Now it's just called selfpublishing.com, but it's um, amazing. And during that conference, I shared the um, what now had become the Playtag Keys. So the way it became the play tag keys is I was going to speak in church just to back up a minute. And I wanted to have, I was calling it the creative process, these seven keys up until that point, but I didn't really have a, other than that, a way to remind people what the keys were. And so I was asked to speak and I, um, I thought, okay, I just want to come up with an acronym or a word that can give people a way to remember them. And I took all of the keys and the way that you can word them. So like, you know, picturing can also be visioning, can also be imagining, can also be thinking. So I would take all those first letters and I put them all into this acronym uh, thing on the, you know, Google. And it came up with play tag. And it's the perfect way to remember the keys. So the play tag keys, each one of those letters means something. So P is picture what you want. And L is let go of whatever belief systems are not serving you. And A is affirm what you want. Affirmations are powerful phrases, right? And Y is you're it. You're the creator of your life. You're the only one that, one that can do it. You're the, only, you're the one that decides what you want to do and what your purpose is and how to live it. And T is trust. Trust the universe. Trust yourself. Trust in love. And then A, the second A is act, act as if. And the G is give thanks. So here's the play tag keys, and I'm putting them into this book. And now I'm at the conference, and they said, this is a memorable format. This is really cool, but you've got to shorten it up, right? 172 pages. Are like, that's a lot for people to read. So I shared that with my husband after the conference, and he said, well, honey, and he's a singer-songwriter. So he, he said, well, why don't we write the book together and we'll write it like a kid's book and we'll write it in rhyme and I'll do the rhyming and you give me the keys and what they mean and what the message is and then we'll put the, we'll make this book together. So that's what we've done since not this past August, but the August before we wrote this book and it's in rhyme 
It's 85 pages, but every page is illustrated with this amazing illustration by our illustrator, Jeannie Benas, who is fabulous. And they're colorful, and the rhymes are fun and light, and it's easy to remember the keys. And so we call it Your It, How to Play the Game of Life, Wisdom for All Ages. So it's something that adults can read and get the keys to create their heart's desires. And it's something that kids can read as well. So we're just so excited about sharing it and that it's now live on Amazon. Oh, Ginger, this is so exciting. And the book is fantastic. I have read it myself and I do love, you know, I think I was got to be a part of sort of the finishing process there too. So I did remember hearing it or seeing a, a draft that was very different than the final version. And I think the improvements are fantastic. So um, I just love the energy and the and the story behind the story <laughs> because I think there's a lot of love, collaboration, and life there. And I think that energy lifts the book's story message up as well. You know, I think it's a beautiful, um, it's it's really sweet, beautiful storytelling. Would you like to read a couple of pages or a little bit of the book for us? I would love to do that. Thank you. I think what I'll do, because they're short, just this whole book can be read in like 10 or 12 minutes. So if you're thinking 85 pages, oh, my God, who's got time for that? But I'll read, um, a, you know, one of the quatrains from each one of the keys. How about that? Sure. So Whatever for keys, you want for flowers. <laughs> Thank you. So for, for one of the quatrains for picture is life doesn't ask you to sit down and wait what do you stand for and choose to create? Dream big. How big? There's really no limit if it rings true to you and your whole heart is in it. And then from let go, L is for let go. Let go of the thought that you can't play right now. Those rocks in your backpack are dragging you down. But it's easy to backtrack once you know how to turn all those rocks into stepping stones. Wow. Just whistle. Your little friend Toto will come and will sit. Pinpoint the thought and think of the opposite. T-O-T-O. -T -O, think of the opposite. Bad to happy. Stuck to free. Afraid to brave. Worried to we. I see. Accept where you are, but don't stay caught. Focus your mind on the positive thought. And from firm. So, who do you choose to be? Someone courageous? Somebody kind? Someone kind of outrageous? Choose words that excite you and shake you awake. I am free to be me with each step that I take. Affirm all is well with each move that you make. And from the key of why, which is your it. So, no more tug of war inside of you. Drop the rope and it's over. Finally, phew, be on your own side in every endeavor. And you are your very own best friend forever. And then from trust, trust in love. Day by day, we come to discover we're at our best when we love one another. You can depend on the power of love 
to guide and provide you with more than enough. Trust in great love. It's the stuff that you're made of. And from the key of A for act, take small daily steps. That's all there is to it. And make a big leap when you're ready to do it. Rise up and sing. Do what you love. Start living the life you've been dreaming of. And from the last key, which is G, give thanks for peace and quiet. Try it. Here's a time-honored tip. However life goes, answer is always right under your nose. Stop. Smell the roses. Breathe in nice and slow. Now blow out the candles and let it all go. So, and then at the very end, it has all the keys together. So I'll just read them and like they're all, it, it comes together in a really nice little format. P, picture your life as a game you can play. Let go of all doubt that can get in your way. Affirm all is well with each move that you make. You're it. Have fun. Be happy. Create. Trust in great love. It's the stuff that you're made of. Act like there's nothing that you are afraid of. Give thanks for these keys as you happily say, tag, you're it. Hip, hip, hooray. So there you have it, the play tag keys. Oh, Ginger, it's wonderful. And I love hearing you read it. And, you know, sometimes I feel like you said nothing is random and you keep saying keys. And I understand what you mean by key, but I hear it musically too as like a key on a piano. And the the book is so musical and there's resonance and sound. And I feel like, you know, as I bring my work forward and I see the world from such a different perspective now and you know, I do think we, you know, in our smallest or more basic form, we are sound, we are light, we are connected. And, you know, I, I feel like you're bringing a resonance forward, which I think will spark or connect to a lot of people's hearts. I think people are looking for ways to remember. Maybe they know that they want this or they're doing it willingly or unwillingly, but ways to remember that the toolbox is inside of us, the wisdom is inside of us, the the opportunity to experience joy and shift into, you know, a way of seeing the world that feels like there's ease and there's opportunity and, and that there's gratitude and excitement. I think people are yearning for the, the proof of that or the opportunity to sort of dance in that song or listen to that song, so to speak, on the radio. And when I hear you read the story, and I felt this way when I read it myself too, I feel like I'm just like jumping into a song or jumping into um, a resonance that reminds me that like ease and playfulness is just an absolute part of our natural state. And, you know, I I see this from like a a parenting perspective too, of like, oh my gosh, there's so many responsibilities. How could I possibly play? But, you know, just wanting to play with kids and wanting to be outside and watching that joy and watching that spontaneous ease and being in the moment is so important. And I feel like your story, like like the words that you're bringing forward very literally say something, but very spiritually and figuratively speak as well. And so there's just a lot of beauty in the way you thought of the keys, put them together, 
and um, I think even the collaboration with your husband. I think the whole the whole story around how you're able to bring this book forward and bring your voice and message out is um, I think it's I think it's going to ripple very far. I think it it strikes a chord with with many. So I'm just so excited for you. So much, Robin. Thank you for your kind words, and I'm I'm glad that you love the book. And um, it just I have to give the credit for its playfulness to my to my husband because he all the way through, you know, we we had decided to write it as a children's book to keep it playful, to keep it fun because you know there's so many books out there, and I have a huge library. I probably have 500 books in my house, all along the lines of self help, or probably 90 percent of them, and They've been such friends to me, the books have, and and yet you're right, Our the answers are all within us, and that's what my, my friend uh, Ruth would say, you know, you don't need any of the books, you got to just go within, and the answers are within, and so being in that meditative state, there's one of the quatrains that says, trust yourself, go within and begin by calming your mind and allowing yourself to be caring and kind. Be willing to learn, and you'll know what to do. Trust that you're now on the right path for you. So one of the experiences that I had with um, Ruth when I was doing some of the healing work was going within to a very deep meditation. And I had this experience of being in a meadow, and there was this life-size mirror, and my guardian angel was standing to the right of the mirror, and she said, look in the mirror. And I looked in the mirror, and it was like I was the sun. Like I had no body. I was just like this ball of light. And out of me, all these rainbow rays were shooting. And, and I, I was just astonished. And I said to her, what is this? And she said, this is you. This is who you are. You are the light. We're all the light. This is our truth. We are loving light. And then my light just raised the rays to, you know, shot in and merged into her light. And my mom and dad, who were already in spirit, it merged into their light. They were, like, standing to the left of the mirror in this experience. And then it just, like, in every direction, just, like, I literally was the light. So that's why the cover of the book is this sun, and it's just got rays radiating out, and in the middle is this really white, white ball of light, and there's a child standing on the, uh, you know, in the field of all possibilities, and he's got his hands raised, or he or she, we wanted it to be so that you could see yourself, whether you're male or female, whatever, you know, you, they, them, however you see yourself, that you are the light, and that it's a reminder to be that playful light in this world, to have fun. We're here to have fun. You know, we, we're just, and we forget, you know, in our, and I certainly did that, and my husband has been just absolutely wonderful. Will has been so wonderful in just bringing that playfulness back into my life. And now I'm visiting here in Louisiana right now and visiting my older daughter, my two grandsons. And it's just this wonderful opportunity to remember to play, right? Yes. I think it's wild how we've forgotten that. <laughs> I'm, I'm mm, enjoying yes. the remembering, the journey of remembering, but it's, you know, you know, when people are in their why questions or wanting to change something in their life, you know, or wish they didn't, something wasn't, you know, the way it is, it's, it's um, 
it's always like turning the light back on in yourself that really changes things. It's never outside of you. It is always inside of you. And, um, you know, yoga taught me that, studying yoga, practicing yoga, healing, you know, physical injuries through yoga and movement and the body. Like there have been so many ways that I've learned that. Um, Choosing, you know, doing things that bring me joy and and like actually – thinking about what that is, like, what, what do I like? Who am I? You know, what, what makes me feel happy? Can I do that today? When can I do that again? And, you know, remembering that you have um, a lot of free will around that too, that, you know, you don't have to do things the same way or think the same way or, or, or else, you know, they're, they're, regardless of your circumstances, you can, choose a perspective that makes something enjoyable and sort of follow those breadcrumbs and follow that lead and and have a very different outcome. And, you know, I think, you know, I think of the Oh, the Places You'll Go book and Dr. Seuss and a lot of children's books for that matter. I was a teacher for a long time and I loved all the literature and the picture books and they always have incredibly um, powerful but very rudimentary messages about life. And I think that a book like this for adults is just as important, you know, that having it on a family bookshelf or having it, you know, as an adult and reading through it in a way that brings ease and joy and a smile to your face is a, is a wonderful way to actually embody playfulness and ease while you're reading the book too. So I think the format um, invites that even just looking through the pictures, you know, before you're even jumping into the words and the lyrics of the book. Thank you. Yes. You know, just the, um, boy, oh boy, kids have it all together. They, you know, they remember that they remember the light that they are. And so they're just, when they're playing, it's not a, like they're playing tag, right? When they're playing that game, they're just playful. They're not, they don't have an agenda. They don't have like, okay, I, you know, I got to do it this way or I got to do it that way. They're not in that state of, you know, it's got to be perfect or that kind of thing. They just are in that playful state. And that raises our vibration, it raises our energy, and it can heal us, that playful state and asking ourselves, what brings me joy? What can I do in this moment that would make me happy? And if we just did that every single day and went within and just listened to that, what would bring me joy right now? You know, would it be to go outside and take a walk? Would it be to bake something? Would it be to call a friend and get together? Would it be to meditate? What is it that in this moment would bring me joy? And that raising of that vibration not only raises us, but that goes out and it raises the collective consciousness vibration of all our brothers and sisters. There's an amazing book by um, David Hawkins, Power Versus Force, and he talks about that. You know, as we raise our consciousness to the higher level consciousness of, you know, of courage and of willingness and of love and of joy and of peacefulness, that we raise everyone else up who is at the lower level, um, you know, consciousness of maybe guilt or shame or um, anger or hatred or, you know, places that, I might have been in my past, certainly guilt was a big one. And, you know, when I let go of that, it was just so freeing. It's just, and it's been a lifelong work. Really, it's been a lifelong work. And sometimes it can just get, and I have to say, no, I let that thought go. I'm mm-hmm. always doing the best I can. You know, we all 
are always doing the best we can with whatever belief systems and, and thoughts we have at the moment. And it's also our responsibility and our opportunity to free ourselves of those thoughts and beliefs that can just let the, you know, let our light shine, right? And we're not keeping yeah. it in. We are letting our light shine and it's reaching out and it's, and it's just a joy for ourselves and for others to have that blessed life. And that's where I'm so grateful to say I am. And we all can get there. Every single person who's listening, every single person in this world can get there. Just you have to do that inner work and love yourself. And that's why I love that one quatrain about, you know, be your own best friend, be on your own side in every endeavor. And you are your very own best friend forever. Whoever thought of that as a concept, right? I went to Peace Village for a, a, a workshop one time, and it was called Being Your Own Best Friend. And I thought, wow, never thought of that one before, but how cool is that, right? It is so cool. It is so cool, and it's, it's a great way to embody self-love. You know, you can consult with yourself first. And I think, you know, when you are your own best friend, you know – you're attuned to when your ego is going too too fast or taking over when your intuition is speaking and you're attuned to, you know, what your needs are and more apt to take care of them if if you're tuned into yourself and connected to yourself. And, um, you know, yes. when we lose that, we we can dip down on the, level, the consciousness scale, right, or go into those more negative emotions and have more density in our body and we're not – you know, we're not seeing the light, we're not receiving the light, we're not being the light because we have the sort of the the weight of the negativity or the weight of our emotions kind of de- deciding that this is how things should be or this is how we should see or what we should believe. And so I think it's all connected in that sense, even down to the cellular level, like that really high vibration is a frequency and it's a frequency in our cells and it's how we radiate through, you know, that into the brain and, you know, like the vibration and the magnification of the heart and bringing our essence forward is sort of our, it's our number one job, really. That is our purpose, right? So it might look different for different people, but you, Ginger, sustaining the highest expression of yourself, invited this book to come in, invited the idea, the seed to be planted, for the plant to grow and now to flower. And, you know, that work of really um, remembering. And so when you forget, coming back to remembering and then forgetting again, but remembering and sustaining, you know, that remembrance, that opportunity to shine and feel ease and feel joy and be playful through whatever you're going through is how you radiate your purpose and how you really do create a ripple that has an impact to whomever or whatever. It doesn't matter. You don't always get the boomerang back, right? You don't always see the fruits of your labor, but, um, you know, that daily minute to minute practice of choosing joy and choosing self love and choosing to remember, I think is, is really the medicine that invites the good ideas to, to come in and then to be born. And like I said, in your case, this book, this book is a really amazing culmination of how you've navigated life and the messages you want people to remember based on your experiences. And so it's like, like a legacy of your understanding of your healing and of your success in that. Oh, thank you so much, Robin. Oh my goodness. We do feel like that. And, and you said it beautifully. And, um, I'm so glad that you see it that way. And I just, it, 
does feel like our best gift to the world. If I could give, what are the keys that I have found to create your fondest heart's desires, whatever yours are? You know, in any conversation that I have, it's about what is your fondest heart's desire? What brings you joy? What would you like to do today? What's your life's purpose? And so, you know, and here's the ways, here's the keys that you can, can use to do that. So, and I love that you do the work that you do as well and the heart math work that you do. And it just, it's a whole different way of doing it. And it just is, you know, in concert with what we're doing. Like we've gotten certain keys in this book and the energy and stuff like that. And you have your own beautiful way of doing that and getting it out on the radio and sharing it with people and, and the practice that you have. So thank you for the work that you're doing as well and how, that shows up and resonates in people that you work with. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Ginger. And I think, you know, I'm a student of this work first and foremost. And I think, you know, we're, we're people first. And, you know, as you and I talk about a lot, you know, I still have to remind myself of this and practice it. And I think that's why I, I bring so much passion forward in this too, because I have the perspective of, injury and disease and illness and, you know, emotional distress that I've sort of had to work through in my life and really experiencing how in today my circumstance is no different than yesterday, but my perspective is so different. And so I'm like seeing in color as opposed to in black and white and the beauty of that and like the, the physiological and neurological, like, you know, connection to the, the multidimensional and the supernaturalness of that, like, just, I think, like you said, in concert with, and I feel like anything that is the, like, of divine essence is in concert with the divine, and I think that convergence and that uplifting, and I think you used the word orchestration, I don't know, but there's so many musical terms through this conversation, I think it's so beautiful, <laughs> But, you know, it has a, for me, it paints a picture of, you know, like just sound radiating and um, that it's personified and that it's amplified and that it's like out there. And um, that feels really good. It makes me want to like stand up taller and feel more aligned and like, you know, really beam the essence of my heart forward as well. So, um, but, you know, like, like we're talking about, this work is, is practiced by both of us on a daily basis still and always, and that we're all students of, of this and, and remembering is, is part of the work. So having a tool like, like a book like this to sort of read through quickly or slowly or again and again is such a wonderful way to practice remembering and feel the ease and sort of resetting and moving forward in whatever kind of got you off guard in a day. And then you have also um, opportunities to create, um, to do like kind of journaling and to create vision boards. There's um, opportunities in the book as well or on your website, I believe, where people can kind of go deeper within themselves. Can you say a little about that? Sure, yes. Um, the website is uh, gingerandwillhanna.com. So it's ginger like the spice, G-I-N-G-E-R, and will W-I-L-L, Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H.com. And so if they go, if people go to that site um, right up front, it has, um, if you put in your email, it has a gift, um, which is the worksheet that you can use to identify, you know, what are the qualities that I love about myself and what do I want to become more of and what do I need to let go of to be more of those qualities? Like if I want to be more courageous or more trusting or more adventurous, 
you know, what do I need to let go of to get there? And how does that make me feel? And what's the result in my life? And what do I now realize going through this worksheet? And when you, you know, I set that up as a gift because it can, um, as you're going through the book and using the keys, it's, it's all about you. It's how do you want your life to show up and what do you want your purpose to be and what is your, and how do you get there in a quicker format than trying to figure it all out on your own? Here's the keys to do that, that at least that I've found and do it in a playful way. So do it in a way that brings you joy. And there is a link right on the website to the book on Amazon. And so um, that makes it easy. Or you can just go to Amazon and put your it, how to play, and then it'll come up. So it's funny that even just putting in how to play brings it up. Like your it, how to play will bring it up. So it's it's that the universe again saying, remember to play, remember to play, you know. So I'm just so delighted about this opportunity that you've given me, um, Robin, to be able to share this message today. And um, I know we talked about it when you first started your show, and I had the vision and did a vision board for the book because I'm very much about visioning and and uh, did a vision board for the book and got that um, thought out there that it would uh, be available by Thanksgiving which our print copies were, and then yesterday the ebook went live just in time for this radio show. Oh, so vision God. boards work, yes. And when I, I my best vision board, boarding story is when um, I was a single mom for a number of years, and I wanted uh, my daughter and I, my younger daughter and I, wanted to bring in, you know, a dad for her, a husband for me, and so we together on a weekend we did this four by four, like four foot by four foot vision board, very big. And um, and we put all of our heart's desires into it. What we wanted to manifest, we wanted, uh, she wanted a younger sister. I wanted someone that was, we both wanted someone that was musical, a singer, songwriter, guitar player is what we said. So we put a guitar <laughs> on there. We put a picture of a keyboard and um, we put a picture of a lake with swans on it because we wanted to go on vacation. And then just spiritual terms, you know, what I wanted the qualities of, of this person to be. And this is another pivotal moment that was really interesting. I was talking to um, a woman who had a really wonderful marriage, and I said to her, how do you have this beautiful marriage with your husband? And she said, well, you know, it didn't start out that way. You have to be the person that you want to call into your life. We have to be, just be who we are, be that person, be our best version. Because if we're looking for someone that is spiritual or musical or open-minded or playful or adventurous, you know, are we those things so that yeah. we can draw in the energy of that? It is a vibration like you talked about, and we're attracting that vibration to us by who we're being. And so it took some time. That was back in 2006, and I met up with Will in the kitchen of a friend, um, and that was in 2011. And we very quickly, we had met actually beforehand in, at hospice. He was the hospice um, bereavement counselor, has been for 27 years. And so we met when I was working at hospice years before. But fast forward, um, like five years later, we met up in a friend's kitchen and um, we got married. We've been happily married for 11 years and got to co-author this book. So it's wonderful, delightful. The universe is sending us 
beautiful signs, beautiful gifts and opportunities all the time. And we get the opportunity to choose what it is that we want to, how we want to take advantage of that and how are we going to shine our light with those gifts. I 100% Ginger and I, I so appreciate that and um, and your story as well. And, and this book, I'm so excited for you. And again, can you just say one more time the website? Yep, it is gingerandwillhanna.com. So it's gingerandwillhannah.com. Beautiful. So please visit gingerandwillhanna.com to learn more about Ginger and her coaching, as well as to purchase the book. And thank you so much, Ginger. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the radio today. I've really enjoyed our conversation, and I'm always so inspired and feel so uplifted after we talk. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Robin. This has been such a delight. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to be with you and your listeners and on um, your show. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. And thanks to all of you. I'll be back on the radio next month. You can find me at mywayom.com, M-Y-W-A-Y-O-M.com. And I'll see you next year in the January show. Bye for now. Bye. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show.